0: Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio.
1: It's all gone. No, it, John is an apostle. John is anointed by the Spirit. John is, is inspired by the Spirit of God. Then if I, if I can't believe this, and how can I believe 1 John? The first epistle he wrote. Or the second epistle he wrote. No, if the Holy Ghost, if John's inspired by the Spirit of God to write the letter to Gaius, just like Paul was inspired by the Spirit of God to write the letter to the churches, then it applies to me as well as them. Then he, the Spirit of God, through the Apostle John, is expressing God's desire for every one of his children.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagin continues his teaching, The Son of Righteousness. Find out more next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message.
1: Well, God moves on certain principles, friends, and God operates by certain laws. Are you listening to me? And when you understand those principles and understand those laws, you see, there are spiritual laws that govern the operation over in the spirit realm, just like there are natural laws that govern the operation in this natural realm. And you get in contact with those laws, they're going to work for you. For instance, the law of faith. Well, the law of faith, faith doesn't say, you know, if you will, faith knows the will of God, or it cannot operate. And so I didn't know about the willingness, but thank God I learned it. Jesus, once and for all, settled the fact when he said to this man, I will be thou clean. The man had said, if thou wilt, thou can. If you will, in other words, you can make me whole or make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. I will. Hallelujah. Now, friends, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is God's I will to every seeker for salvation, for spirit, soul, and body. Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, hanging on the cross in agony and in blood, is God's. I have delivered you, and this is what it cost me. Can you doubt his willingness? Later on in this eighth chapter, we read, as we've looked at it heretofore, in the 17th verse, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Can you doubt his willingness? Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Again, you remember Jesus in the 15th chapter of Matthew, we're here in the 8th and 9th chapters, but in the 15th chapter of Matthew, He speaks of healing as being the children's bread. Hallelujah. Well, no earthly father worthy of the name will withhold bread from His children, much less our heavenly Father. You know, Jesus also taught us to pray in what we call the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, there is no sin. There is no sickness in heaven. There is nothing that can defile that can enter there. And he said, pray thy will be done on earth didn't he? As it is in heaven. God's desire for our bodily healing is just as real and as true as his desire for our spiritual well-being. You remember the third epistle that John wrote, the second verse, praying for the beloved Gaius he prayed, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Well, some folks said that just, that's just, was just his desire for this, this beloved Gaius. Well, if that's the case then, then he wasn't writing under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, then you ought to tear that out, the Bible, because it don't belong to us. It belonged to Gaius. But again, if John the Apostle, is inspired by the Spirit of God to write this letter to Gaius. After all, Paul was writing a letter to the church at Corinth. Does it belong to the church now? See what I mean? Paul was inspired and wrote a letter to the church in Rome. Does it belong to the church now? If it doesn't, just tear those out. Paul was inspired by the Spirit of God to write a letter to the church, the churches in Galatia. Does it belong to the church now? If it doesn't, then just tear out that. Paul was inspired by the Spirit of God to write a letter to the church at Ephesus. Philippi, Colossae, Thessalonica. Does it belong to the church now or did it just belong to them? If it's inspired by the Spirit of God, it belongs to all of us, doesn't it? If it doesn't, then just tear all that out. Paul was inspired to write two letters to Timothy. Well, now did he just write to Timothy alone? I mean, is that just for Timothy's benefit? Not us, doesn't apply to us anyway. If he's inspired by the Spirit of God in his writings, then it belongs to us. If not, then this take out those two. He was inspired to write a letter to Titus. Does that just belong to Titus? Is he just writing to Titus, not including us? If he's inspired by the Spirit of God to write, then it belongs to us. If not, this tear that out. He wrote a letter to the Hebrew Christians. Does it apply to us? Is anything in there to bless us? If not, this tear that out. Before you know it, we got half the New Testament going. (laughs) Then we'll take up John's writings. Well, who'd John write to? Well, this letter those who are opponents of divine healing, you see, and prosperity, when we quote 3 John 2, said that just applies to that, to Gaius. Well, let's tear that one out then. Before you know it, it's like I said, the story I heard years ago, the little girl going to church, the pastor who had just come there, he was just fresh out of the cemetery, I mean the seminary. <laughs> and, uh, and so the little girl, you see, just had the backs of the Bible under her arm. Well, he, the preacher was there, pastor shaking hands with folks, and he thought, you know, it's like, a Bible of mine one time just come loose from the back, you know, and she just lost the insides maybe on the way and hadn't noticed it. And he said to her, honey, he said, you you know, that you don't have anything but the back there, your Bible. Did you lose the inside? No. She said, every time you said something wasn't for I tore that page out <laughs> and said, all I've got left is the back and I'm expecting to get rid of it today. <laughs> now, that is humorous, but it is yet illustrates a fact. If we're not careful, before you know it, you don't have anything left of the New Testament. It's all gone. No, John is an apostle. John is anointed with the Spirit. John is, is inspired by the Spirit of God. Then if I, if I can't believe this, then how can I believe 1 John? The first epistle he wrote. Or the second epistle he wrote. No, if the Holy Ghost, if John's inspired by the Spirit of God to write the letter to Gaius, just like Paul was inspired by the Spirit of God to write the letter to the churches, then it applies to me as well as them. Then he, the Spirit of God, through the apostle of John, is expressing God's desire for every one of His children. Amen. Isn't that right? Beloved, 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 I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul doth prosper. It's talking about three different things. Material, financial prosperity, physical prosperity, health, and spiritual prosperity. Praise God. God is interested in us, spirit, soul and body, friends. Amen. Amen. But you see, our problem is this that we have been so religiously brainwashed till it's difficult to accept truth. I said it's difficult to accept truth. And so you see we divide into different groups. Should not be so, but we do. Is the Word of God the inspired word of God or is it not? Yes. Well, now of course we Baptists we're always taught that the Bible is the inspired word of God. And I'd found out through the years, usually if you can show people the Baptist is actually something's in the Bible, they're prone to accept it. I've got more Baptist preachers baptized with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues than any other group. Because being Baptist myself of Baptist background, I knew how to, you know, talk to them. In fact, I never did talk to one of them yet. Of course, you understand there's a lot of them I haven't discussed with. But I've never talked to one of them yet. But before, by the time I was finished, at least, and sometime beforehand, they just said, all right, I'm ready. Just got up and knelt down said, just lay your hands on me. I'll be filled right now. And just went off talking in tongues immediately. Because they'll believe the Bible. they been taught to believe that. But you see, other groups sometimes have been taught that the Bible is not literally inspired. It's not the inspired Word of God. That Well, it contains the Word. You've sort of got to search around, hunt around to find it, but it's in there somewhere. And, uh, it, you know, there was a time that all Pentecostal groups and full gospel groups believed the Bible as the inspired Word of God. And recently a friend of mine said one of the full gospel denominations had quite a turmoil in one of their colleges and seminaries or, or Bible schools where they prepare people for the ministry. And Finally, they just put everybody on the spot. Every, the professors had to sign an affidavit. I believe the Bible's the inspired Word of God. A number of them resigned rather than to sign that. They were teaching the people. Well, you can understand how they'd go out then. In full gospel schools. See, you never thought the time would come in our full gospel circuit. I'm not down in full gospel people. I'm one of them, praise God. I'm not talking against myself. I'm just showing you how the devil's invaded our ranks. Are you listening to me? There was a time in most all full gospel churches uh, and, and full gospel, because I know, see, I've been preaching 47 years. Well, I'm in seven years. I already finished 46. And in uh, and, and all full gospel, all full gospel, I know. Because, see, as a young man, when I started preaching, I didn't go to Bible school. But not having the privilege to go, I got the books that they taught in different schools and, and taught myself. Until in discussing with some professors, you know, they said, well, you know more about that book than the man that wrote it. But I had more time to study it, you know, and I was hurting his desire, desires about those things. And so there was a time, there was a time that divine healing was taught in every full gospel Bible school in the land. And that divine healing, healing is in the atonement or the redemptive plan of God.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth e. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the mini book from Kenneth e. Hagan entitled, You Can Have What You Say. The next item is the four CD series from Kenneth Hagan, Winning in the Time of Trouble, and finally, the slimline book entitled You Can Make It. All of these items are for the special price of $21.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99 Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99 You can also order online at rhema.org That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G rhema.org
1: and Living Faith Crusade, October the 13th through the 15th, that's Sunday through Tuesday. Yeah, Sunday night. That's right, we're going to be in Truesdale, Missouri, faith christian family church pastors terry and becky roberts and then we're going toward the end of the week to dubuque iowa wednesday through friday october the 16th through the 18th at word of life church pastors lauren and joy hershey we're gonna have an awesome it's time it's gonna be there. great it's that's got, yeah. right
0: hey come out and be with us we want you to come out and hey if you got friends or relatives in that area let them yes. know about it tell them we're going to be there Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on the Son of Righteousness. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rama.org for more great resources. The series you just heard is in the bookstore as well. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.